presence of the Lord that is here to help us. And uh, I'm going to do my best to say something from the word of the Lord to, to help you and to strengthen you here tonight. If you will turn with us to Genesis 49. We'll start reading from Genesis 49. And uh, Genesis 49, verse 1. Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Verse 2. Gather yourselves together and hear, ye sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. Drop down to verse 8. Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down. He couched as a lion. And as an old lion, who shall rouse him up? Verse 10, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. The last half of verse 11. He washed his garments in wine, and his clothes in the blood of grapes. So we understand the lion of the tribe of Judah is Jesus Christ. And, and the scepter shall not depart from Judah nor a lawgiver until Shiloh come. You understand, Shiloh washes his garment in wine and his clothes in the blood of grapes. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Jesus Christ sacrificed for us. Amen. Shiloh is applied twice in the, in the Bible as a messianic title of Jesus Christ. Jacob foretells in these words about the coming of the Messiah, the scepter, shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. This is until the time of Christ, Judah's self-government as a tribe should not cease. Some translate the scepter. The scepter is the symbol of the authority of the king. The scepter shall not depart from Judah till he comes to whom it belongs. Amen. Others translate it till the coming of this peacemaker or the one desired. Shiloh, that Hebrew word meaning the one to whom it belongs. He who has been sent. In the Bible, Shiloh, is a prophetic name for the Messiah, bringing peace and abundance. Shiloh is still a, a Hebrew baby name, and, a, and it's a popular American baby name, too. Numbers 24 and 15. 
Balaam the son of Beor took up his parable, the man whose eyes are open. He heard the words of God and knew the knowledge of the Most High, which saw the vision of the Almighty falling into a trance, but having his eyes open. I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. And he shall smite the corners of Moab and destroy all the children of Sheth. And Edom shall be a possession. Seir also shall be a possession for his enemies. And Israel shall do valiantly. Out of Jacob shall come he that shall have dominion. Shiloh, the much renowned town in Ephraim. In Joshua 18 if you want to look at it there, it's Shiloh is spelled three different ways. But in, uh, in Joshua 18, the Bible said the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle of the congregation there and the land was subdued before them. And I, 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 I've, had, I've so enjoyed looking at this. There, when they got through, the conquest, they came into the land. And when they crossed the Jordan and they came in, the Lord told them to set up the tabernacle there at Shiloh. And there the land was subdued before them. You know, the city Shiloh was the first seat of government for Israel. From the Israelites under Joshua, it's about 10 miles south of Shechem. It's 24 miles north of Jerusalem. But I want you to get at Shiloh, the tent of meeting was set up there in Joshua 18 and 1. Shiloh, amen, the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle of the congregation there, and the land was subdued before them. Oh, man, and I want you to get this, amen. Shiloh was that first place chosen by the Lord. For the tent of worship. I want to preach to you if the Lord will help me. At Shiloh, the tabernacle of the Lord was set up in the land of promise. Thanks be to God. Are you listening? At Shiloh, the tent of congregation was set up in the land of promise. At Shiloh, Joshua organized and sent out teams uh, to survey and map the land for him. In verse 8 of chapter 18, Joshua charged them. He said, describe the land, walk through the land, and come again to me that I may here cast lots for you before the Lord in Shiloh. Amen. A lot of people could be in the house of the Lord tonight or not. They do not understand the value of coming to the house of God. You understand, this is the place there Joshua said, now, you go out, you go out, and you describe the land, you walk through the land, and come again to me that I may hear, right here at the house of God, cast lots for you before the Lord at Shiloh. Amen. And verse 9, they described it by cities in seven parts in a book, and they brought it back to Joshua at Shiloh. Amen. 
Are you getting the importance of Shiloh to, to us and to the child of God? They brought it, they brought it back, and they, he said, Now I want you to survey all of the land. Hallelujah. Anybody want something from God? Amen. Let's just start surveying what we need from God. Hallelujah. Are there any promises that you'd like to see fulfilled for you? You got to go to Shiloh. You got to go to the house of the Lord to find that. That's the only place that it's available. Are you listening? Amen. And so the Bible tells us here that the land, in verse, verse 10, the land was divided. Joshua cast lots for them in Shiloh before the Lord. I like this. He, Joshua, the man of God, the priest of God, the leader of the people, cast lots for them in Shiloh, but it's done before the Lord. And, and so there, Joshua divided the land and the children of Israel according to their divisions. Joshua assembled Israel to make the second distribution of the promised land. And Israel was now ready to settle in the country of promise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You and I are ready to settle in the land of promise. It's promised to us. It belongs to us. And we're getting ready to receive our inheritance. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Joshua, the Bible said in 1951, These are the inheritances which Eleazar the priest and Joshua the son of Nun and the heads of the fathers of the tribes of the children of Israel, I want you to get this, divided for an inheritance by lot in Shiloh before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Man, I'm telling you what, the house of the Lord is very important. Man being here. So they made an end of dividing the country. But I want you to get this. Our lot is determined. Where at? At the door of the house of the Lord. Uh, there by the door. By the door of the tabernacle. The way we treat the door of the tabernacle. The way we assemble ourselves at the door of the tabernacle. At Shiloh. Shiloh is the place of peace. Oh, yes. Amen. And so tonight, amen, you're here tonight, and you get to receive what God has for you at Shiloh. Shiloh is the seat of government. Sis, that speaks of order and peace. No national peace without order. And it seems to me that they're trying to create chaos in our government. That you know, and I, I don't I don't understand this thing that is going on. I, I, I really feel like that they they think they cannot defeat President Trump at the ballot box, and so the only way they can do is try to hammer and drive him out of office. Amen. But I believe uh, if uh, Brother Keith is telling me, I, I mentioned about the oracle, and he got that book, and uh, and he told me he finished reading the oracle there, amen, by Jonathan Kahn. And Jonathan Kahn said that God ordained President Trump 
to be our president. Well, if, if he ordained him to be our president, then the devil's mad at him, isn't he? And you can sure tell that he's, they're mad at him. But I want you to understand, Shiloh is the seat of government. And it's the place of order and peace. The house of God should be a place of order and peace. Amen. Amen. Shiloh is the place of the tabernacle. That means, the tabernacle means worship. So it means worship and peace. Amen. No true worship without peace. Amen. There's no true worship without peace. Man. Oh. And Shiloh, the land was distributed. And it means that it is the place of safe, permanent dwelling place and peace. Woo, glory, glory to God. You know why they call the, uh, the, uh, those people in Oklahoma Sooners, don't you? Because they set the border there to go into Oklahoma and they set a specific time that you could go in and stake your claim in Oklahoma. And there was a group of people, they couldn't wait to get their claim. And so they, they went in sooner than they were supposed to. And that's why they call them Sooners. You know that? That's why they call them Sooners. They, they didn't wait because they, they had a set time and, and the governor there had the clock and, and he was firing a pistol to let everybody know this is the time. But those guys, they couldn't wait. And so they went in the night before sooner than they were supposed to. I'm telling you what, you're not going to get anything from God till you wait on Him. Amen. Oh, God. And so the tabernacle and the ark continued at Shiloh from 1444 B.C. to 1116 B.C., that is 328 years that they, Israel worshipped at Shiloh. Shiloh, amen. Amen. There was a feast of the Lord in Shiloh yearly in honor of the ark's presence. There the judges set up court until Eli and Samuel in 1 Samuel 1 and 1. The Philistines took the ark under the sinful administration of Eli the high priest. Amen. But I want you to look. 1 Samuel 1 and 1. Hannah was a woman who continued in true worship despite sinful priests. Those sons, Hophni and Phinehas, those sons of Eli, they did evil. They, they cast in their hook and pulled out anything they wanted. I'll tell you something. I believe God has ordained a way for you to take care of the man of God and the house of the Lord and the work of the Lord. But I'm going to tell you one thing. The Lord is not pleased with preachers stealing from the house of God either. And that's what these guys were doing. They were stealing from the offerings. They were causing the people to hate the offerings of the Lord. Oh, God. Man, I'm going to tell you, glory to God. If, if Hannah is an example of a woman and a person that you can live for God in spite of your situation. Are you listening? I said you can live for God in spite of your situation. I remember dad and him talking about there was a blessed woman over at Whitewood. Her husband was so mean to her. Amen. 
She was Forster Cole's sister. Her husband would not buy her shoes and get her shoes. She didn't let that keep her from going to church. You know what she did? That blessed woman, I remember him talking about it, put on men's boots that were too big for her and wore them and walked and went on to the house of God. Oh, I have to have my hair fixed and everything just right before I can go to church. You mean if you wait on everything to be perfect for you to go to church and serve God, you're going to be waiting a long time. But oh, I'm telling you what, there is an inheritance. Amen. I call Shiloh the determinant place. You understand what I'm saying when I say the determinant place? The determinant factor is that factor that decisively affects the outcome of a situation. Shiloh was the determinant place because God chose that place to put His tabernacle there. And then if you wanted a blessing from God and if you wanted an inheritance, you had to come to the tabernacle. You had to come to the door of the house of God and be there. And God ordered your inheritance according. Hallelujah. Well, yeah. Man, I'm telling you what. This place is an important place. Amen. This tabernacle was ordained of the Lord. This place of worship is ordained of God. Man, and we need to, to appreciate and honor the place that the Lord has chosen. And so the Bible said in 1 Samuel 1 and 9, Hannah rose up, you know, her husband always made the sacrifices and offerings. You can read that there. But Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by the post of the temple of the Lord. And the Bible said in verse 10, She was in bitterness of soul and prayed in the Lord and wept sore. Is there anybody here that has bitterness and trouble and problems? And needs that you need from God? Well, Hannah didn't go home. She went to the house of the Lord. She went to the tabernacle of God. Amen. I've got so much trouble. I'll just stay home. That's the worst thing you can do. Get on up and go to the house of the Lord. And the Bible said in verse 11, She vowed a vow to the Lord. And she said, Lord, if you'll look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid and give thy handmaid a man-child, then I'll give him unto the Lord all the days of his life and there shall no razor come upon his head. I'm going to make a Nazarite out of him. And just though this ends, Brother Steve said, size wage. Amen. There's entirely different things between a Nazarite and a Nazarene. The only way there can be any common thing in is if you're a Nazarite that just happened to live in Nazareth, then that make you a Nazarene. But because you're a Nazarite has nothing to do with the town of Nazareth other than similarity of words. And so that's why they picture Jesus with long hair. Jesus did not have long hair. I can show you according to the scripture. You look, go, go look at the Romans. Go, go look at the statues of, of, of Nero and Caesar and all them. They wore their hair very similar to the way we do. Look at it. Amen. 
and the, uh, only in uh, men had long hair during the dark ages. In Europe, in the dark ages, they had long hair, but they finally got enough. Brother, I wish Brother Bobby Parks was here tonight. He said, I had hair way down on my back. Amen. But he said when he got saved, he went to the barbershop and got a haircut, didn't he not? Did he say, know what he said? Amen. Hallelujah. And so Hannah, she said, he'll be a Nazarite. That's a special vow. They couldn't eat grapes. They couldn't drink grape juice. They couldn't eat raisin cakes. They, they, they couldn't be around a dead person. There were those special things that they did in the Nazarite vow. It's a special relationship with God. And so she said, the Bible said she continued praying before the Lord and Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. And Eli thought she was drunk. And so Eli said, how long are you going to be drunk, woman? Put away your wine. And Hannah answered, she said, no, my Lord. I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I've drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Amen. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial. Out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. And Eli answered, as wicked as Eli allowed his boys, Hophni and Phinehas. I want to tell you something. God will take care of the judgment of the house of the Lord. Judgment begins at the house of God. You hear me? That's where judgment begins. And Hophni and Phinehas allowed, they, they stole from the offerings of God and they did wicked things before the, before the Lord. But there come a day that they needed, they took the Ark of the Covenant from Shiloh and went out to battle and they lost the Ark of the Covenant and Hophni and Phinehas were slain in battle because of the judgment upon them for their sin. But I, I want you to look how that in spite of all of that, you say, I'm going to leave the church. I'm going to quit because, you know, amen. Well, this woman wouldn't quit. She wouldn't stay home. And she went on to church. And the preacher accused her of being drunk. Are you hearing me? He accused her of being drunk. Amen. It's bad enough, you know. I, I, husband's wanting to go home. I'm going to stay here and pray. And, uh, and then she goes in there and she's weeping and crying before God. Her heart is so heavy and so broken that she can't even speak the words. Her mouth is moving, but the words won't come out. And so Eli accuses her of being drunk. Put away your wine, woman. I'm not drunk, sir. Amen. And she said, Oh, out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. And Eli answered, said, Go in peace. Woo. As, as you know, you remember what happened to Eli? The Bible said he was very fat and sitting upon that big high thing there. Right? Y'all have read that in the Bible that he was fat. Way, way overweight. He was heavy, wasn't he? That means fat. Heather, as Heather would say, 
don't call me F-A-T. Well, he was F-A-T. And when he got the news, when he got the news about, the, about his sons being killed, that, that really set him back. But when he heard that the Ark of the Covenant was taken, he fell backwards off of that big platform that he was on. And what happened to him? The Bible said it break his neck. Well, when you mistreat the house of God, there's judgment on you. You're you hearing me? So when you mistreat the house of God, there's judgment. So Eli and Hophni and Phinehas mistreated the house of God, but there's judgment. And in the, in the middle of all of that, Eli said to Hannah, The God, go in peace. The God of Israel grant thee thy petition. I, I love this. Don't you? In, in all of that trouble, in spite of all of the darkness and evil that was around her, this woman, the man, the high priest said, Go in peace. The God of Israel grant thee thy petition. And she said, Let not thine hand, let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. And so the woman went her way and did eat. And her countenance was no more sad. Why? Have you got your promise yet? No. But God said for me to go in peace. Is there anybody waiting on an answer from God? You don't have it yet. But here, this woman, amen, he said, go in peace. The God of Israel grant thy petition. And she said, oh, Lord that I might find grace in thy sight. And so she went her way, and she was no more sad. Hallelujah. Why, you haven't got to promise yet? No. But the Lord said for me, go in peace, and I'm happy. Hallelujah. Oh, the Lord can give you peace in your situation. He can give you peace in your trial. He can give you peace in your trouble. He can give you peace in your home. Oh, glory. And you know what happened? She had a child. And the Bible said in verse 24, When she weaned him, she took him unto the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the, the Bible said the child was young. Hallelujah. Boy, I'm telling you what. You need to bring your children when they're young to the house of the Lord. Present them before the Lord. Glory to God. I, I, and I want you to know this. The Bible said in Ephesians 10 and 14, For he is our peace who hath made both one and have broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Glory to God. You, understand, you know what the middle wall of partition is? Anybody know what that middle wall of partition? Amen. The, in, the, in the temple, there was the holy place and the most holy place. Amen. And the average person, you couldn't go in. And the priest could go in, but only the high priest once a year could go into the Holy of Holies. But when Jesus Christ died on Calvary, amen, the Bible tells us there was a great earthquake. And, and Jerusalem shook, and the rocks were rent. And the Bible tells us the middle wall of partition or the veil of the temple was rent. Now, I've read this different times, that, that was not just a, a, a sheer panel. 
It wasn't just one of those little flimsy curtains that you just rip it open. It was woven four inches thick. Can you imagine something woven four inches thick? One solid piece, four inches thick. They said that it took, if you took 20 oxen over on this side and 20 oxen on this side, that they would have difficulty to be able to pull that in two. But I want you to know, when Jesus Christ died on Calvary, he broke down the middle wall of partition. He broke the veil. He, and there, you know what it means? That you and I have access into the most holy place through Jesus Christ. You and I can present our petitions before him. And we can receive the thing that God has ordained for us. Hannah? The devil's trying to keep you from getting what you need. And it's discouraging. I don't want to go to the church. Ain't nothing but a bunch of thieves and robbers up there. They're stealing right out of the treasury. They're stealing right out of the offerings. You know. I'm going to quit church because he didn't even shake my hand. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? What about this? These guys are thieves. And the head preacher calls her a drunk because she's at the altar crying and praying. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. Are you listening to me? But I want you to know. Shiloh means the place of peace. This is the house of God. And he is our peace. He hath made us one. And he's broken down the middle wall of partition between us. And he has opened the way where you and I can go directly into the throne room of heaven. And present our petitions before him. And we have assurance as children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. That he hears and answers our prayer. I was telling you about the lady calling me. Uh, she was, uh, she asked one of our young ladies that goes there, uh, works there in the hospital, ask them that if 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 she could get a hold of, of a preacher, and so they asked if they could call me, and I said sure. And so Saturday night, this lady called me, and she said, she said. Uh, uh, are you are you Pastor Horton? I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, I need to talk to you. I need to know if I can be saved. She said, my sister belongs to a church of... And she said that the Lord does not hear the sinner's prayer and that I have to go confess my sins to a preacher. And then I have to be baptized. And I said, ma'am... In one word, that's ridiculous. Amen? Number one, Jesus Christ died to save sinners. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. I said, He died to save sinners. I said, The Bible says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I said, If He doesn't hear sinners' prayers, we're all sinners. And so, how in the world is anybody going to get saved? How's the preacher going to get saved? 
Amen? And so I said, the Bible said if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. I'm so glad He is our peace. And he broke down that middle wall of partition. And he said, come on in, children. I've got a great inheritance for you. I've got all your heart's desire is met in me by the door of the tabernacle of the house of God. Glory. And so, amen, I began to go through the scriptures. And I went through and we talked and we talked about those things. And, we, and I prayed. I said, we're going to pray with you, Carolyn. I had her on speakerphone. We were driving down the road, actually. And I said, we're going to pray with you before we hang up. And we prayed. And we got ready to hang up. She said, thank you so much, sir, for setting my mind at ease tonight. Oh, glory. We'll tell you something. Hannah was a troubled woman, a heartbroken woman, a sad woman. And I'm not going to add any more burden to you tonight. And I want you to know that Jesus Christ will set you free. He will set your heart at ease. And He is your Savior. He loves you. And I said, ma'am, if you were the only person on the face of the earth when Jesus Christ come, He would have died and He did die just for you. And water baptism is a good thing. It's an ordinance that you ought to keep. She's bed fast. Amen. And she, you know, and I said, what saves us? It's the blood. And when you confess your sins, you are forgiven. Hallelujah. And I went through those things. We went the other day, and Carol and I went down and prayed with her. Oh my. And we began to sing to her. And you talking about a woman that loved. The singing, we were croaking without any music, brother. But I'm telling you what, she was sure enjoying it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And she was smiling and so happy. When I went through the scriptures and prayed with her again, glory to God, I want you to know that Shiloh is the place of order and peace. Shiloh is the place of worship and peace. And Shiloh is the place of safe dwelling and peace. Glory to God, He gives us everything that we need at Shiloh. Amen. Glory to God at the house of God. Amen. Go out, men. We've, we've already given part of the, the land to part of the tribes. Now we've got seven more tribes that we've got to divide rightly. Hallelujah. Do you like people that tries to take the inheritance from their brothers and sisters? You know, I'm going to tell you something. I'd have the, rather have the love and fellowship of my brothers and sisters than to have all the money in the world. I, I visited, I was asked to visit a man in the hospital. And when I go in, every time I go to see him, he starts sobbing and crying. You know why? He's an old man now. He separated himself from his family years ago 
and was mean to him and told him he'd kill him and all this stuff. And now you're old and there's nobody to take care of you and nobody to help you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm telling you, you need, you need the house of God. You need the word of God. You need the place of worship more than you need life itself. Glory to God. And so there, amen, God have mercy. God have mercy. I want to tell you something. Amen. Do I need to quit? Amen. I've got more that I could read, but I, I, I probably just need to quit. I'm wearing you out. Amen. But I want you to understand. Esther 2 and 17, the Bible said, The king loved Esther above all the women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight. So he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen. Glory to God. You know, you know how that happens? Because God's grace and mercy is extended to you. Hallelujah. She obtained grace and favor. Amen. Glory to God. Ziba said to David, I humbly beseech thee that I may find grace in thy sight, O Lord, my King. Glory. I'm telling you, Lord, have mercy. God, I need help. We need miracles here to church. We need help for our people. And I know this is the place where we'll get the help that we need. Ruth, the Moabite, said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I have found grace. And she said, Go, my daughter. Hallelujah. Stand with me, please. Glory to God. She said, Go, my daughter. Amen. What did Eli say to Hannah? Amen. Amen. He said, Go in peace. Glory. I feel like you're here tonight that you are troubled. You're heavy laden. You're cast down. You have sorrow. You have all kinds of things that would just run you crazy if you allowed it. But I want you to know that he spoke to her and said, Go, my daughter. And Eli, the high priest, said, Go in peace. The God of Israel grant thee thy petition. Amen. You have found grace in the sight of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you bow your heads and let's pray together. Father, we thank you that the door of the house of God, the door of the tabernacle, there at Shiloh was the determinate place. It was the determinate factor that decisively affects the outcome. Lord God, we're here in your house tonight. And Lord, and we need help that only comes from you. And the decisive factor is how we respond and how we treat the house of God. Lord, have mercy. Oh, God. Lord, have mercy. Hannah found grace in the house of God. Esther found grace. Oh, Ziba found grace. Ruth found grace. And you and I can too find grace. Because Jesus Christ has broken down that middle wall of partition. And you and I have direct access. We have direct access into the throne room of heaven. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, I pray in Jesus' name.
for that brother and sister, our brothers and our sisters that are heavy laden tonight. I pray, Lord God, that they will come to these altars and they will cry and weep before the Lord. And Lord, there'll be no one to accuse them of being drunk here tonight if they go out speaking in tongues because the Holy Ghost is upon them. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray for an uplifting of our people. I pray for the blessing of the Lord to be upon them. Oh, strengthen us. Strengthen us. Come on to the music, Brother Randy, Dana, Randall. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on to these altars tonight. I hope I've said something to encourage you, for you to know that you can find help. You can find help around these altars. Glory to God. You can find help around these altars. Glory to God. Come on. Present your petition. Present your petition before the Lord. Present your need before Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is peace in the mind of trouble. There is peace in the midst of the storm. Oh. 